Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. We are starting a new chapter here in our fundamental study uh, titled Humanity. So we just wrapped up uh, looking at who God is and just kind of grasping a lot of, of that truth and not an exhaustive study, but a really good idea of just God's authority and how we are his image bearers and we can know so much about him just through that. Uh, and how much his names truly reveal the perfection of his character, that he does perfect uh, these different qualities that we learn about him. And so now we're kind of transitioning to looking at us. In light of who God is, now we are going to look at who we are. And two words that I really want you to hone in on here in session one are the words purposefully and uniquely purposefully and uniquely. And so we've kind of already looked at um, the fact that humanity was made purposefully, right? We talked about how our purpose is in God's image and we were created in God's image for a purpose. Uh, And so today in this session, we're really going to focus on that word uniquely, uh, that man was created uniquely with unique responsibilities and unique opportunities. And so that's really kind of what we're going to be unpacking here in our time together today. Um, But a good way to start thinking about this is kind of there in the intro on page 67. It's talking about a baseball card, a baseball card. It's funny, I actually stumbled across, I've had some baseball cards since I was a kid, and kind of one of those things you put in, you know, a tub, with some memorabilia, small trophies from, you know, growing up playing baseball or old jerseys and uh, just kind of stumbled on them a couple months ago. And, you know, baseball cards, I feel like, are really picking back up as far as the market goes and interest and people kind of getting back into the baseball card world. And so I just kind of started thumbing through them. And I'm I'm a huge St. Louis Cardinals baseball fan. I played catcher growing up, so naturally Yadier Molina is – uh, always been one of my favorite players, and I stumble across a Yadier Molina card, and he definitely looks in his younger years. I'm like, wow, this is pretty interesting, and uh, I kind of do some research on it, and and lo and behold, it's actually a Yadier Molina rookie card, uh, and worth you know uh, you know has some good value to it, and so it was, it was just a kind of neat to stumble upon that, but it kind of made me think, especially in light of this session, you know, that's a really neat card, and it has a lot of value, but what makes that card valuable like what makes different baseball cards valuable and you know ultimately this is just a piece of cardboard right like that you know it represents a lot of who Yadier Molina is his statistics you know all the work that led up to him you know reaching his rookie year some information on him Um, but that's all public knowledge so what makes what makes a baseball card valuable and one big factor, probably the biggest factor, is who they represent, right? And that's kind of, you know, you can kind of relate that to us. Our, we are valuable. We are we are purposeful because of of who we are representing, right? We are made in God's image for a purpose and made purposefully, and so we are valued because of who, we are valuable in God's eyes because we represent Him, right? Like we are representation of God just like a Yadier Molina card is valuable mainly because it's representing him. Uh, It is uh, 
a representation of a really good, hopefully future Hall of Fame baseball player. Likewise, if there's a baseball card made about me in my career, that wouldn't be much value at all because it's not uh, it's because of who that card represents. But another aspect to make what makes a card valuable and kind of what really we're really going to be looking at today is the rarity, right? Like a Yadier Molina rookie baseball card. It's from his rookie year. Rookie cards are always, uh, you know, higher in value for the most part just because, um, you know, no one knew who Yadier Molina would be back then. Um, you know, probably a lot harder to find uh, just because of how old they are. And so rarity is a huge piece of it. You know, there's there's certain cards that have a limited release, you know, one of ten, one of a hundred. Uh, that carry a higher value. Uh, another part of it is the quality, right? The quality of the card. Uh, if it's beat up and scratched up, it's not going to be worth as much value as the card um, that is in mint condition. And so in terms of that for us, you know, we have a certain rarity or a certain quality in the way that God made us and specifically the the way that we are related to the rest of creation, right? Like we were not made like the rest of creation was. We don't have we have unique responsibilities compared to the rest of creation. And so in in God creating us, there is a, a unique quality that the rest of creation doesn't have. Um, and like a baseball card, we are representing God. Like, we are a representation of God. Um, but also, the quality that God gives us is, is unique. And so, um, this is kind of just a way to look at the fact that humanity is very purposeful. It's very valuable in the kingdom of God because of who we represent, because of the image that we bear. Um, but also, the fact that you know, we are uniquely made in a unique way with unique responsibilities. And humanity is truly one of a kind in creation uh, in this way. Um, and so the text there is, um, is Genesis 1, 27 through 31. And I'll read that really quickly. It says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw that he all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. So this is kind of our introductory passage to humanity, and you know, two things that man was made, and there in verse twenty-six that we were made in His own image, and in His own likeness, in His own image, and in His own likeness, and so image, you know made in his own image, it shows how we are uniquely related to God, kind of what we've talked about. We've talked about uh, how we are made in God's image. That's some, a, a point we made here at the beginning of the podcast. We're also made in his likeness, 
so uniquely related to the rest of creation. And that's really, like I said, that's really what we're going to be focusing on. But these are two important, you know, foundational truths about humanity. We're made in God's image. Made in God's image, we are uniquely related to God. And we are made in God's likeness. In God's likeness, uniquely related to the rest of creation. Set apart from the rest of creation. And so for the rest of our time here, we're going to look at two specific things and then kind of a so what. Uh, one, we're going to look at the unique responsibilities that mankind is given. And these are these are kind of the beginning of the responsibilities mankind would be given. God will continue to refine and add upon uh, and clarify you know, the role of mankind throughout the rest of the Bible. But this kind of gives us a glimpse as to how we do have unique responsibilities here in Genesis 1. Uh, So that's part one, unique responsibilities. Part two, we're going to look at how we are uniquely created. So yes, we were created with with the rest of the world. Yes, we were created by God, but we were also uniquely created by God. And so that'll be part two that we look at. And then to kind of wrap up, we'll kind of look at the why. Okay, why does this matter? Why are we leading with this? Uh, How can we apply this to our life? Uh, here today. So um, all going to be kind of stemming out of Genesis 1 and 2. So we've just read Genesis 1, 27 through 31. Uh, and so what are some responsibilities you see God give to man that are unique? What are some of these responsibilities? You see be fruitful and increase in number, right? So reproduce, um, fill the earth and subdue it, kind of building on be fruitful and increase in number, uh, rule over the earth, rule over all the creatures, eat the fruits and the plants that I give you. And this is this is our responsibility. You don't see any other part of creation have this responsibility, have this kind of authority. Um, only man does, and this is given to us by God. And what does God say about this in verse 31? He says, it was very good, right? It was very good. Only once man and woman were created and given responsibility and given authority did God change his his language from he saw that it was good to now for the very first time in verse 31, God saw that it was very good, that it was very good. And so knowing that we are created with unique responsibilities, unique authority, if it is very good in God's eyes, it should be very good in our eyes as well. Uh, we should we should marvel at the fact that we were created with unique responsibilities and a unique authority that stems from God. Like that is our direct relation to God is that He has given us this, and that God gives us the authority to rule and to multiply and to have dominion over the earth. Something we obviously, I think, we always take for granted uh, that we just humanity is humanity and given authority and the ability to rule over the earth that God's given us and uh, eat the the provisions that he's given us and survive and thrive and continue to grow and multiply. Like we take for granted a lot of those responsibilities and authorities and privileges that are just unique to us being made in the image of God, unique to us being made in his likeness with unique relation set apart from the rest of creation. Um, but that's really the first part that we see here is that God gives us unique responsibilities and authority, and you kind of see those 
there in Genesis 1. So now for Genesis 2, so we so that's how that's our unique responsibilities. Now we want to see how we were uniquely created. How we were uniquely created and we find this in Genesis 2 verses 4 through 7. Um and so I'll read that really quickly. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So, uniquely created. Uniquely created. And the uniqueness, I hope you already see it, um, but there is a uniqueness in how man is made. Uh, and not even necessarily that we are just made by God, but that, one, we are made from the dust of the ground, right? Like, that's clear in Scripture. But uh, most importantly, look again at verse 7. Uh, formed from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. So we were merely dust, uh, a compilation of dust before God breathed life into our lungs. God gives and determines our livelihood and we are made into a living being by the breath of God. Um and so all of the rest of creation, God spoke into existence, right? God spoke uh, light and water and the earth and the different creatures that ruled on the ground. But man has a unique way of being created by God. We're formed from the dust. We are breathed life into our lungs and made into a living being. And so a huge part about seeing this, this truth and knowing this truth is that we were not made by coincidence, right? Like we were, we are not a collection of atoms or, or molecules that were just by happenstance, but we were a true handiwork, a created handiwork of our from our Creator. Like we have His breath in our lungs and His identity and His His image, and we are His image. But like we are, we are made so specifically and for a specific purpose. And as desperately as the world around us tries to pervert this truth, it is one that we must cling to. And kind of starts leading us into the so what. Um, so unique responsibilities, a unique authority. We were uniquely created. And then kind of the, the why is because when we understand these two truths and cling to these two truths, um the more that we will see that our our God-designed self and our God-designed purpose rests in these truths. And any time we try to operate outside of God's intention, we truly set ourselves up for disaster and and heartbreak. And uh, uh, the the example kind of there in page sixty-eight and sixty-nine of your journal is just kind of imagining uh, a bat, right? Just imagining a bat. And so on one end of the bat, you have a larger barrel and 
larger in diameter and size. And then on the other end, you have a skinnier barrel with a knob on the end. Uh, and so imagine, imagine never knowing what a baseball bat is, never knowing, you know, the right way to hold it, never seen someone hold it, uh, but it's just handed to you. Uh, and, and you're stepping into a batter's box and someone says, here, use this utensil and try to hit the ball that's being thrown your way. I hope it wouldn't take us too long to realize that it would be much easier to hit the ball holding the skinny end rather than the thick end, right? Like the skinny end is going to be far easier to hold. The bat, you know, the bat feels a little bit more naturally that way. Our fingers can grip around the barrel and, and having the large barrel on the other end, the, the end that we're not holding gives us a much greater chance of hitting the ball coming our way. Right. Like it, it wouldn't, I hope it wouldn't take us long or a couple of swings to realize if we held the, the, the bigger barreled end of the bat where it's impossible to hit, even if we do hit it, it doesn't go very far. The bat might break. Right. Like, and so every bat is made the same there's uniqueness in the types of wood and, you know, the, the quality of the wood and how the bat turns out. But it would be really difficult for us to hold the bat improperly and, and effectively use it for its intention, right? Like the bat wasn't made with the intention of holding the thick barrel and hitting with the skinny barrel with the knob on the end. Like the bat was made for us to hold rightly. And, as, and if we try hitting with it, and the way it wasn't intended, we we are likely to break it, to splinter it, to to not be able to hit the ball, to not hit it far, to struggle, right? Like so any so for us, like we were made with a specific purpose in a specific way, and the parts of our bodies they were put together were, were made for a purpose with the right intention. And we must know that, like, this is our way of of knowing which way to hold the bat, knowing how the bat was supposed to be used, uh, seeing its intention. Uh, we have to, you know, know this truth and apply this truth to see that we are made uniquely. We do we do have unique responsibilities and a unique purpose, um, and uniquely created. And anytime we we try to operate out of this. Uh, we simply set ourselves up for disaster. Isaiah 45, 9-10 says, Woe to him who quarrels with his maker. To him who is but a potsherd among the potsherds on the ground, does the clay say to the potter, What are you making? Or does he say he has no hands? Woe to him who says to his father, What have you begotten? Or to his mother, What have you brought to birth? Like, this is a great passage just to realize like God's intention and God's purpose is so much better than what we could try to conjure up on our own. And that is unfortunately the tone of our culture today is deciding for ourselves and setting our own rules, um, trying to leverage authority in our own way or leverage these responsibilities in our own way and uh, not seeing the uniqueness of how we were created in the image of God. And so I just, I, I just encourage you to reflect on these truths and to realize that our God designed self and our God designed purpose are where we find uh, the best self, our best self and our best purpose. Uh, when we are aligned with his intentions and see it rightly uh, and see his, his love and his purpose and his uniqueness in mankind, uh, then do we truly 
begin uh, walking in line uh, with the will of God. And so um, just a very introductory session here on humanity uh, that we are made purposefully and uniquely. And I hope that you have been able to see that our uniqueness is a gift. It's a gift from God. It, it reminds us that we were uh, made in a unique relation to God and made set apart from the rest of creation. And this is such an identifier, such a huge part of the DNA of humankind uh, that we must be mindful of and we must be mindful to live in uh, to avoid destruction in our own life. So I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, this uh, episode of the podcast and look forward to joining you next time.